Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 134, and we're here with Nikki Ballou, author and podcaster, author of 10 books, owner of eCircle, a business and sales expert, among other things. And I am so excited to have him on the show, but let's first pay the bills. And the topic today will be thought leadership in business, among other things. And this is a live show. So if you have questions, store owners, just enter the question in there and we will get to it. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, What Are You Waiting For? Now is the best time in the world to buy this book and implement everything in it. 101 Tips for Furniture and Mattress Store Owners to Sell Another Million Dollars or More This Year. The best compliment I've ever gotten on the book is from my dear friend, Doug Stewart, who said, take the word furniture or mattresses out of the book and it is a great marketing book. So thank you, Doug. And... I want to uh, say hi to my friend and sponsor, uh, Steve Hauk from the Mattress Industry Network Group. Appreciate you sponsoring our show. And if you are in the mattress industry, you need to join this group. It's a free Facebook group, over 2,000 strong, probably 21, 2200 by now. If you want help in how to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry, this is a place for you. Join this group. It's one of the best groups I've ever seen. It is the best group in the mattress industry. And the reason it's so good is because retailers who actually own stores run it. And that is a huge advantage. So if you own a mattress factory, if you are a sales rep, if you are an RSA who sells on the floor, if you are a store owner, we want you in this group. If you're in the mattress industry, just scan that. Join the group now. And thank you again, Steve, for your uh, sponsorship of the show. We appreciate everything you do for us. And without a further to do, Nikki Below. Hey, I, I did some research on you over the weekend, and you absolutely blew my mind. And before we get into thought leadership and business, I just have to ask you a question. And the question is this, what were the lessons that your father, what were the lessons that he instilled in you and taught you and, and by example, lived just before we get into thought leadership and business? Because I think it's very pertinent. I appreciate the question, man. Well, you know, I'll answer it thusly. I'm originally a, um, an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. When I was 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution took place in Iran. And my late father, the late great Napoleon Ballou, he could see the writing on the wall. This was not going to be a place to raise a Christian family. So what he did is he made a plan and he executed it. And eventually he got us out of Iran and we settled where I now live in Toronto, Canada. And at the time, like I said, I was 11. I didn't want to leave my home. I didn't want to leave my friends. But in retrospect, This is the single greatest thing my father could have done for me and for my family. He changed the trajectory of our family's legacy. He took us from a legacy of tyranny to a legacy of freedom. And you think about that, you know, inside every human breast beats the living heart of freedom. We all want to be free. We all do. And as entrepreneurs, we rely on freedom to be able to practice our craft Every entrepreneur needs a free enterprise system. Otherwise, they cannot be an entrepreneur. And free enterprise depends on free expression, Pete. And free expression is impossible without a bedrock of freedom. You know, there are these immortal words that were spoken and written by the great Thomas Jefferson, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these, our life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that, my friend, my brother, is what life is all about. My father, because of what he did for that, made that lesson be seared into my soul. And I've become the biggest champion for freedom. There is every business owner listening to this needs to become a philosopher of freedom. The great Jim Rohn used to say, you can't just be a businessman or a businesswoman. You need to be a business." philosopher. Part of your business philosophy 
has to be a deep, abiding love, appreciation, and respect for freedom. And that's all of us can learn from this, not just me, right? And my late father, he was the greatest man I've ever known. Pete, if you knew him, you were in his circle, you were looking for work, he'd sit you down in his office and he'd dial the phone until he got you a job. If you were trying to start a business, he would help you start that business. He would mentor you. He would bring you other mentors. He'd help you get access to capital, even bring customers your way. If you were trying to buy a car or a house and you didn't quite have enough money, dad would loan you the rest and never expect it to be paid back and never take it back if you tried to pay it back to him. And you might go, whoa, 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 whoa. Who does that, man? Well, the late great Napoleon Balloon, why would he do that? First of all, he was a devout Christian. He believed he'd been blessed by God and all the glory to God and to my Savior and his, Jesus Christ. And secondly, secondly, my father, Napoleon Ballou, did this because he was rich. He was successful. He could. To whom much is given, much is expected from. And my friend, I wanted to be like my dad. I got into business to honor my father. I got into the business of helping other business owners because he seared freedom into me. I want to keep freedom alive and I want to create the biggest constituency for freedom the world has ever seen. I personally want to help 10 people become millionaires in the next 12 months when I have a vision for a billion new millionaires, a billion new multimillionaires. And that is the lesson my dad did because we create a constituency for free enterprise. The socialists, the wokest, the progressive crazies will never be able to take that away from us. And America will never go communist, will never go socialist. America will always be the beacon of freedom, always be the land of the free and the home of the brave. Hallelujah. Praise God. Nikki, you're from Iran originally, and you live in Canada, and you are more American than so many Americans I know. It's ridiculous. Thank you for that, brother. I appreciate that. and. The reason I wanted Nikki to share this story with you is because I know some of my fellow store owners out there, some of you guys and gals are having a tough time. And I wanted you to hear about a different tough time, a different tough time where somebody who loved his country had to leave his country because he loved his family more and he loved freedom more. And he had to start all over again with the skills that he had. And he was very successful. And I wanted you to hear that story because some of you guys and gals out there are holding on to your last ounce of strength and your last ounce of hope. And I'm going to just say this to you. You may not want to hear it, but when you are at your wit's end, That's when you have to turn off the news. That's when you have to focus on positives, putting positives, listening to a podcast like this or one of Nikki's podcasts. Um, he, he runs two right now and he's been, uh, he's been either running a podcast and or been a guest for thousands of times. Read a good book. Put something positive in your head. Turn the news off. Just put your head down and focus on your customer and focus on what your customer needs. And what is your customer's experience when they come to your store? Because you cannot have your mind be a sewer of crap and be positive when that customer walks through the door. You can't do it. No human being can. So I would say to be mindful of your garden and to pull the weeds out, put positives in, and listen, Napoleon uh, Blue, he he did that. Do you think he wanted to leave his country? He didn't want to leave. And what faith, what faith that man had in his ability, in his God to deliver the results from working extremely hard. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. But it's important. This is important. Your mind and your heart are the two most important things in business. And they both got to be in the right place. They got to be focused on serving your customer 
and you cannot allow negatives in. You have to protect it like you were protecting the most precious thing in the world because it really is because everything flows from your heart and from your brain. Everything that you manifest in business comes from those two places. So protect them. Sorry, Nikki. I just give me your, give me your definition of thought leadership and business and let's get this thing rocking. Pete, I appreciate your comments, man. They warm my heart. God bless you. So, you know, one of my mentors, I've never met him, but he's mentored me because I've taken courses from him and I've read books that he's written and watched videos. His name's Matt Church. He's out of Australia. He created something called Thought Leaders Business School and Thought Leaders Global. And his definition of thought leadership was the one that really got me thinking about the concept of thought leadership. Most people think of thought leaders as ivory tower types who are in universities and eggheads and don't do anything practical, right? But that's not what Matt says. Matt says, an expert is someone who knows something, but a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. They're professionally famous. Another way to put it, David Muirman Scott, who's a man I got the privilege of interviewing on my podcast, uh, um, a advisor to the great Anthony Robbins, says, an expert's like a cover band while a thought leader plays original music. A thought leader is someone who knows where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. And most importantly, how to get there. Thought leadership, in our definition of it, is about commercial application of your expertise in a way that has people understand your point of difference and want to do business with you because they know you can help them solve the problems that they deal with the most. Okay? So let me give you an example from a couple of clients that I worked with. So I'm going to call this lady Dr. Sally. Dr. Sally was a naturopathic doctor. And uh, she came to see me about four years ago. Successful six-figure owner of a practice. But she wanted more. Um, her father was dying of brain cancer, geoblastoma. And she wanted to honor his legacy very simply by saying, hey, um, I want to become successful as a businesswoman. So we said, okay, sounds great. Come, let's see you. And I, we said to her, okay, so tell us about you and what you do. She says, well, you know, I'm a doctor in natural medicine. I can help anybody with any health problem. I'm like, no, that's not going to work, man. You sound like everybody else. You need a point of difference. She says, well, how do I do that? I says, well, let's figure out who your ideal customer is. Like, So we look at who she'd worked with that she'd gotten the best results for, who she'd worked with that she'd gotten uh, the most enjoyment out of working with and who she had the best time transacting with, i.e. they paid on time in full, that kind of stuff. And that's a Venn diagram where the three of those met. That was her ideal client. And that was women over the age of 45, professional married women with kids. So these, they had successful careers, successful marriages, successful families. But Pete, they didn't feel pretty and beautiful anymore. And you and I know how women hate feeling pretty and beautiful, right? <laughs> so, you know, they were appalled at this. They, they thought they could never have it and made them feel terrible. And Dr. Sally used to say, you know, getting older is inevitable, but aging isn't. You can look and feel just as good in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s as you did in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. So we, can, we helped her come up with this. And I, I named her program. It was Get Your Sexy Back. Mm. Brother, in year one, she doubled her income. In year two, she doubled it again. In year three, she doubled it again. She went from a six figures a year to six figures a month, working less. That's the power of thought leadership. Thought leadership can get the people that need you to know why they should work with you and be willing to pay you what you ask. So the beauty of it is when you ask more, that means you care more. You ask for more money, that means you care for your client more because when you don't get what you should get, you won't give what you should give. You should be asking not too much, but definitely not too little. You follow me? And most people ask for too little money, way too little money. Nikki, uh, you, I, I just have to unpack a couple of things really quick because it, it's so important. So why do you need a business coach? If you own a business, the reason why is perspective. You're so close to the business. It's up to your nose. You can't see the forest for the trees anymore. 
Everybody around you wants to please you. If it's a vendor, they want to say yes to whatever you say. If it's an employee, they want to say yes to whatever you say. You need somebody that'll push back on you, that'll coach you, that'll see what you can't see because you're too close to it. You're too attached to it. And, you know, Nikki, you made it sound like, you know, you came up with this name and it was super easy, but your entire life, your entire life of coaching hundreds, if not thousands of people led you to be able to do that and to do it quicker and easier than she could have ever done it on her own. And she may never have come up with it. And then she probably fought you that that's not, you know, that, that that's too provocative. And you probably had to coach her all the way through that too. But I want to just go even back a little bit further. Why thought leadership in a sleep shop? There have been several name brand studies done over the years. Why do customers go to sleep shops? There's three reasons. So if you're a store owner, I want you to write these down. And if you are a sales rep, I want you to write these down because they're important. There's three reasons why people choose a sleep shop over a furniture store for a mattress. Reason number one is expert advice. Reason number two is selection. The idea that there are more beds to choose from, more solutions to their sleep problems to choose from. And then number three, the idea that I could get a better value. But the number one is expert help. And so that's why a thought leadership is so important. You position in yourself as an authority in your marketplace, as an expert on sleep, to become the go-to place to get a better night's sleep which leads to you being a happier person and a person who wakes up happy and pain-free as the great Jeff Giannakovo, uh, one of my customers and one of my mentors. And I happen to this grow lead, the Battlefield Alliance behind you. That's his mastermind group that I'm a member of. And yes, I pay Jeff Giannakovo, somebody 20 years my junior, to be in his mastermind. Why? Because him and his group that he has, some of the smartest people, and I could never come up with half the stuff that I do without them. And while we're at it, I'll just do this too. You see that? The Elite Gold Crown Mastermind nice. Group? That's another mastermind that I belong to. So this is what I'm saying to you. I'm not asking you to believe me because I don't belong to any masterminds or coaching groups. I do. And what I'm suggesting to you is that you belong to one too. And Nikki, I have to say this. I loved learning about you and listening to you. And one of the things that you said was so important. You are part of masterminds. You have had coaches and you do have coaches. And you are a coach and you are a mastermind uh, leader. And the reason you're so good at it is because you believe in it and you do it. And one of the things that I've always said to anybody that wants to listen to me is this, never accept coaching or masterminds from somebody who doesn't do it himself because him or her, whoever it is that you're going to have coach you, they need a place to draw from. And if they don't have a coach and they don't have a mastermind, um, you're in trouble. Hey, Guy Danes has got a great question here. Uh, good point regarding business coach. Strive to have your clients see their business through different eyes. One of my key focus uh, areas, Guy in South Africa. Thank you, Guy. That is, a, uh, that is great. And I've been doing all the talking. So, Nikki, I'm sorry. Uh, jump in there, brother, and coach me up. Um, thanks for what you said. So there's three things I want to say before we get into the meat of our discussion again. One sure. is that this book that I told you that we're getting to publish from a traditional publisher is called On Sleep. I'm writing it with Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman. We are looking for tie-ins with uh, folks that are into sleep. So you and I have a reason to chat offline. We, we want some corporate tie-ins with this book that we're doing. Uh, so number one, number two, 
Pete, you're a thought leader, man. You and I should talk thought leadership. I've got something I do around thought leadership and masterminding around thought leadership. I think you want to look into that. So I'd like to chat with you about that offline as well. And thirdly, I want to tell you my own story of coaching. So right now I'm working with, um, regularly working with five coaches. I've got my main business coach, Mark Von Muser, used to be Anthony Robbins' director of coaching and training. I've got my health and fitness coach, Amor Camera, uh, uh, Amor Fitness. And Amor in the last six months helped me go from 227 to 173 pounds. I'm going to be posting some photos on Facebook. You're going to just be amazed at that. I've got someone who coaches me on relationship with my lady. Um, and it goes on and on and on. You know, coaching is critical to success. I don't know everything, man. I'm just a country boy from Tehran. There's a lot I don't know. So I need people to help show me the way to guide me forward. I would not have lost 54 pounds in six months without having had a fantastic guide. So if you're looking to add a million to your furniture business, to your sleep business, you need to see be promote. If you're looking to learn about how to apply thought leadership, you need to see me. You know, you've got to be thinking about these things. There are things that you will never figure out on your own that a great coach will help you figure out in rapid, rapid fashion. You know what I'm talking about, Pete? Absolutely. That's what it's all about, right? Speed. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So let's make sure you and I chat for a minute offline about those other two things when we're done, Pete. I think it's, it's important stuff, but yeah, let's, let's, let's move on to thought leadership, right? And why the heck should I care about thought leadership if I own a, a retail store? Well, why do people do business with you? I suggest that that is a question that you need to know the answer to. You absolutely need to know the answer to it. So how are you going to learn the answer to that question? Man, you're going to learn the answer to that question by doing surveys of your customers. You should ask your customer, why did you buy from us? Why did you buy from us? You know, and you should listen to their answers. Yeah. And those answers will give you a hint on how you can create powerful messaging that's going to be attractive to other customers like them and make them want to come into business with you. But it's also going to be good for you because you're going to get to learn to understand people's pain. If you're a sleep shop, you're not selling mattresses. That's just the vehicle for you to solve a problem people have called, I need good quality sleep. You know, this book that I'm writing with Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman, Here's what he says. We're like living in a time where there's an epidemic of sleep deprivation. Two thirds of people in North America are sleep deprived. They don't sleep well. They don't have good quality mattresses. They're, they're, they're looking at blue light before they go to bed. You know, there's lots, their rooms aren't dark, et cetera, et cetera. Man, if I was a sleep shop owner, I'd say this is where you come to get the best sleep. And you don't just buy your mattress here. We're going to do workshops on how to help you get the best sleep on your mattress. We're going to show you how to set up your room for optimal sleep. We're going to talk about what else you can do to reduce stress to get optimal sleep. Man, you start putting all that kind of stuff together. People are going to come to your store for reasons other than I need to buy a mattress today. They're going to be tied into what you do. And when it's time for them to buy a mattress, of course, they're going to buy it from you. Dr. Robert Cialdini, the author of Influence the Psychology of Persuasion, talks about powerful, powerful things. And one of them is called the law of reciprocity. It's one of his principles of persuasion. When you give to people, they feel the need to reciprocate by giving to you. You're giving them all this value to help them have better sleep, the best sleep. They're going to feel the need to reciprocate by buying their mattresses from you and sending you referrals. Now, how cool is that? That's thought leadership in action, baby. Yep, that's exactly it. Um, the workshops on 
get a great night's sleep is something that has been done with success. It's not done by enough people. And if you own a sleep shop or you're a furniture store who's serious about selling mattresses and improving consumers' life through mattresses, uh, workshops um, on getting a great night's sleep and the outcomes, you know, waking up happy and pain-free, having more energy, being a better mother, being a better father, being a better spouse. It all happens. Uh, when I started CrossFit years and years ago, exercise was the number one thing, then diet, and then sleep. And now what we've learned over the years is the foundation of all wellness is sleep. It's getting a good night's sleep. And Nikki, you're going to love this. I had a class uh, Saturday. I think it was Saturday. And they said, the question that we started off with is, how many hours of sleep do you, do you get? And, you know, I'm, I get nine hours every night. I make sure I get nine hours every night because that's what I need. Uh, and when I get less than that, I, I, I'm not good. So I've learned to arrange schedules and to be efficient enough that I can do that. And I was appalled and I felt sorry for some of the people because they were trying to get by on four to six hours of sleep a night. I would say one third of that class, less six hours or less a night. And to maintain proper health, it's seven, eight hours, no matter who you talk to. It doesn't, doesn't matter who you talk to. So you are 100% right, my friend. Uh, it's a very, very important thing. And, and so, you know, when you're talking about a class, a CrossFit class, these are people who are already paying, you know, 150 bucks a month to be part of that gym. So they're already, that's not the average population. That is a population that's focused on wellness, right, Nikki? And so what is it really? If one third of everybody there was not getting enough sleep, what is it like in the general population? It, it's a problem. It's a significant problem. And the great news for you, mattress store owners, is you can go a long way in helping. And one of the things that I would tell you is focus in on all of the other things other than the mattress. Make sure you mention the mattress is important. Make sure you mention that good sheets and quality pillows and all of that is part of it. Adjustable beds, that's part of it. But really focus in on the lighting in the room, uh, not having caffeine uh, late in the day, uh, avoiding nicotine if you're a smoker late in the day, all of those kinds of things. Um, getting the cell phones out of the bedroom. They don't belong there. Get them, get them out. You've been tied to them all day. Just get rid of them. Um, focusing in on what your customers needs never fails you. Make them first, make them number one, and they'll end up making you number one in your market. If you're not talking about the outcomes, and, and for those of you who are in a different business and you just like my show and you're watching it, whatever your outcomes are, what is the benefit? How do they end up as a result of consuming your product or products? What is the outcome? What changes in their life? That's a great example of thought leadership. I know you got more. I see. I see you coming up. You want to come right through that screen, Nikki. I I love your energy, dude. I can't. I I fell in love with you last night when I was finishing my research. I said, "This is going to be explosive, man." When me and Nikki get together on this show, it's going to be like a nuclear bomb went off. I love it, man. So, couple of thoughts here. Yeah. You want to have Colonel Grossman on your show to talk about sleep deprivation? Because I think he'd love to meet you and I think he'd be proud, man. Absolutely. Make the introduction, brother, if you don't mind. Yeah, done. Done. So listen, I'm going to drop my cell phone number in the chat for you. So you text me and I'll email introduce the two of you. But we're very keen. This book is going to be coming out. Um, we're very keen on getting good tie-ins to get the book in the hands of lots of people. And I think it can help with organizations like sleep shops, like mattress producers, 
like sleep mask producers, et cetera, et cetera, because it's really, really important for them to be part of the messaging that goes out there. So let's, let's really make that happen. I am stoked, keen, excited. Let's, let's get all that going on, but let's get into what else about thought leadership is critical for people to understand. So if you own a business, right? And you're the founder of that business. You might be thinking to yourself, yeah, Nikki, I mean, all this sounds nice and all, but look, man, I don't want to be that front man. Like I want to own the company. I want to be in the background and let the company make money and whatnot. And you know, for most of history, that was a sensible thing to do. But over the last 20, 30 years, it's become clear that the folks that actually take the time to create a powerful founder thought leader brand, those are the folks that blow up their business, not just for coaches like me and, and Pete anymore. It's for business founders. Why? Because people want to do business with something and somebody real. They want to connect with an authentic company, with a real brand, right? They don't want some slick marketing message anymore. Who's the best person for them to connect with? You, the founder of your company. They're going to connect to you, your origin story, the truth of how you struggled and how you created what you created. They're going to eat that up, okay? And on top of that, what they're going to do is they're going to be so excited to do business with you versus somebody who's not into any of that crap. So Pete, let's talk about this, right? So in 1998, there were two up and coming, but even then iconic American computer companies. One was called Dell Computer. The other was called Apple. Dell did 12.7 billion a year. Apple did 5.9 billion a year. Fast forward to 2023. Dell's done well. They're up to 102 billion a year. When Apple's done even better, they're up to 400 billion a year. Now, let me ask you a question, Pete. You probably know the answer, but I bet you most people don't. Who's the CEO and founder of Dell Computer? I actually don't, but I do know who the Apple is. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? Who's Apple's founder? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Everybody knows Steve Jobs. Michael he's Dell. Passed. He's passed. Michael Dell is the founder of Dell. He deliberately decided to stay in the background, even though his name is on the company's uh, name, right? And Steve Jobs was out there talking about Apple, talking about the importance of helping people who want to change the world do that. And he's been dead for 12 years, man. 12 years. And his flame, his fire, his thought leadership still fires Apple up. That's the power of thought leadership. There's another fellow out there. His name is Patrick Bet David. He started a uh, insurance company called PHP, People Helping People. In 2010, it was a $2 million a year brokerage, 200 agents. He sold it in 2022 for over $400 million. He had 44,000 agents. 400 million, brother. 400 million. He's the one who created the channel Valuetainment. Valuetainment and his brand exploded his insurance business. And I know tons of people who were bigger than him who aren't, didn't have nearly the level of success that he's had because they didn't take on thought leadership, man. If you're in business today and you're a founder of a company and you're not doing thought leadership, your lunch is going to be eaten by somebody who is. And Guys and gals, it, it doesn't have to be pretty. It can be videos made in your store with your iPhone. It doesn't have to be professionally produced, uh, slick stuff that's rehearsed. Guys, I'm going to just tell you this. Please forgive me, uh, Scott Vaughn, if, but Happy Z's in Paducah, Kentucky and Benton, Kentucky had their best July ever this year. There's only one other store that I know of in the entire country that did that. Uh, luckily, I sell to both of them, and I'm blessed to know both of them. Um, 
if you look at Happy Z's social media and you look at Scott's um, videos, you are not going to say that those are rehearsed. You are not going to say that those are slickly produced. I mean, it's just an, a guy in his iPhone telling him in his plain language to come on in, what's going on in his store and how they're going to take care of you and his great team. And you know what? They have fun, but they don't even try to be perfect. They don't try to be something produced out of New York City or LA that doesn't connect to the people of Kentucky. They are real and they produce content that puts them forward as a thought leader. Um, Guy Danes, how do we keep thought keep thought leadership alive with all the new clutter and new words in the market? Thanks, Guy. Wow, that is a very deep and great question. Um, I'm going to defer to you on this, Nikki. So, Guy, um, I'm happy to have a longer offline conversation with you about it, but I'll give you the short answer right now. You got to keep putting your authentic messaging out there. Thought leadership isn't about, I'm here to pitch my company every two seconds. It's about talking about what you're passionate about, what it is that you're passionate about. And that passion obviously applies to your business and why you do your business too. But they're keen on hearing what you know. You talk about Patrick Bet David on this podcast. If you go and look at Patrick Bet David and look at his videos, he never mentions his company name. He never mentions that he sells insurance. He talks about entrepreneurship. He talks about sales, marketing, success. He talks about manhood. He talks about freedom, politics. That's the stuff that he does, man. And I'm telling you straight up, you want to create thought leadership? You got to speak your authentic truth, not trying to be some slick salesman for your brand. That's not thought leadership. That's trying to be some dumbass influencer, okay? Yeah, there's Patrick, there's PBD, love PBD, he's great, but he never, ever talks about his company. And look, right now, I talk about thought leadership a lot, but most of what I talk about when you go on social media lately is I talk about what am I passionate about? Well, I'm passionate about the fact that I've dropped 54 pounds since February, right? And I've got six-pack abs now, <laughs> and, I, and I show that. I talk about the discipline it took to help me do that. And I come and I tell people, look, this is what I learned about myself. These are the lessons that I'm applying to other areas of my life. What can you take from this? Well, you can take the importance of getting a coach. You can take the importance of having discipline. Show the after picture, brother, because that's the before picture, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and there you go, right? You, you can see what it took to go from that man to that man in six months, you know? That's the sort of thing that I'm passionate about talking about. So people come and go, man, how'd you do that? Well, I had a great coach, no question, but I did the work. I brought my own mindset and discipline to that, right? And what else are you passionate about? Well, I'll tell you, I, read, I love to read. Man, I've read 4,000 books. I, I, I've got uh, 100 plus books a year. I'm on goodreads.com. Go to Goodreads and friend me, all right? But let me show you. Some of the books I've written. Finish Line Thinking, first edition. This is uh, one of the books I've written. It's about how to think and win like a champion, all right? This is the second edition. It's expanded a bit. They're both thin book. It's all about how to think like a gold medal athlete because I used to work with those folks, right? Then I wrote a children's book, Promoting Free Enterprise, Kathy Capitalist, Johnny Jobmaker, right? So I'm keen on talking about that kind of stuff. Then after that, what I did was I wrote the Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life. So we're up to four books here. There's another book that I don't have here. It's a fitness book I wrote from back when I used to be a fitness trainer. I wrote The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. Right? That book I had a co-author with. I wrote um, How to Create a Million Dollar Year Income with a client of mine who's an insurance broker. I wrote a uh, book with Wayne Allen Ruth, The Great Patriot protest and boycott book about boycotting woke companies. And then I wrote a book called um, The Great Patriot Boycott Book, which is a list of companies to buy from. 
This is the second edition. We had a first edition. Um, a couple of the companies in there went woke after we wrote it, so we had to redo it. Got the attention of Donald J. Trump. President Donald J. Trump endorsed our book in a Truth Social post. So there nice. you go. Those are nine of my 10 books that I've written. Another one is, uh, you know, Mark McCoy's Raw and Real. Maybe you can scroll up in Amazon and, 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 and see if you can pull that up. Yeah, go, go, go a little more further down. Are these the only ones that are showing up? No, there should be more showing up there. Um, there should be five more books showing up there, but all, all good. But anyways, um, I talk about books. I talk about writing them. I talk about reading them. And I think I told you, Jeff, that I've been, experimenting with artificial intelligence. And I took uh, an area of my expertise, which is helping coaches and consultants add six to seven figures to the business. And I just wrote a book, brother. First draft, six strategies to create a six-figure income in the next 90 days in your coaching practice. You know, and I did that, brother. Let me pull this up and show it to you because you're going to be blown away. I did that in an hour and a half. I don't know if you can see this, but this is it. 68 pages in an hour and a half. And AI did the heavy lifting for me. It's my content, my expertise. It's a few things they added in. Now, what I'm going to do in draft two is I'm going to add some success stories to it and case studies. But this is a beautiful thing. I mean, with AI right now, you can supercharge your thought leadership and your results. In fact, on August 30th, I'm doing a um, an event over Zoom for free. If you're looking to learn how to leverage thought leadership to add six figures to your business and thinking about a book could be a way to do it, but I don't know how to write a book. I don't know how to write. Come in with an idea at the beginning of this three-hour workshop that I'm doing for free. And three hours later, walk out with the first draft of your book done and some thoughts on how to add six figures to your business using thought leadership, using this book we put together. August 30th, brother. That's something you want to attend. And you know what? I could send this to Pete right now as an email. I think that's probably a good idea that I do that. We'll right also, we'll, Chris will uh, include it in the, in the show notes. You are the man. That's all, uh, so let me back up a little bit and unpack a little, please, this a little bit. One of the things that I've been talking about to store owners is you need to have a book. Uh, you need to have a book for authority. You need to have a book for credibility. Uh, you need to have a book to create local celebrity in, in your area. I'm not talking about being famous in the United States. I'm talking to be talking about being a local celebrity in your niche. And <clears throat> I hear I don't have time. Blah, 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 blah. With AI now, there's, there's just no excuse. Uh, my dear friend, Scott Vaughn, I know you are in the process of writing at least one book right now. Just um, email it to you, pal. Okay. Thank you, Scott. I will, uh, forward this email uh, from Nikki and I'll join you on that Zoom call because Please I do. need Please. to get my second and my third book out there. I, 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 I feel inferior. I only have one little book. Period. Dude, that's a great got, title. Nikki's got, got a million. I love it. <laughs> and he's going for 11. So. Actually, 12, brother. God, I also wrote a novel. God, that's a different God's story. Grace, we, we met today, Nikki. Uh, Amen, brother. Amen. I don't think that there's accidents in life. I think that we meet no. people for certain reasons. And I want to circle back to this whole idea of different coaches. You know, uh, when you hear about Michael Jordan, uh, and if you want to read an impressive book or two, uh, get Tim Grover's books. Tim Grover is a yeah, gentleman for a while. He's a great man who, uh, you know, coached, uh, not only, not only, uh, Michael Jordan, but Kobe Bryant, God rest Kobe's soul. Amen. Um, a great coach and yes, a great man, uh, a very disciplined man, a tough man, but a great man. And, you know, you read about the coaches that the great Tom Brady, you know, love him or hate him. Doesn't matter. Nobody can question what he's accomplished on the football field. 
And not only does he have a nutrition coach, he has a strength coach. This is above and beyond the team's coaches. He's got a quarterback coach. He has multiple coaches and has for years. And one of the reasons why, if you listen to him, he wasn't, you know, one of the guys that was deemed uh, at the end of his college career to go down in history as one of the greatest quarterbacks in professional football. He, he was not that. He was a good football player in college and he became an overachiever because of his work ethic, because he outworked and he used his head and he used his heart and he had multiple coaches and he outworked everybody and he outsmarted everybody. And he will go down as one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks ever, whether you hate him or whether you love him. Um, I'm neutral on him. Uh, I, I am absolutely, uh, absolutely love him as a role model for excellence and as a uh, person who has gone above and beyond and given extra effort to make something of his life. And I think, uh, when it, when you have quarterback uh, coaches analyze his throwing style from when he got out of college to now, they would tell you that he's evolved immensely and doing things now, even later in his career, that they thought weren't even possible. So um, I just wanted to dive into that a little bit because I love the fact that Nicky didn't have one coach. He's got multiple coaches. Why? Because he wants to do this thing right. And he wants to be the best he can be. And at different points in time, you're going to have different coaches. Um, for instance, I'll give you an example that applies directly to you. If you own a sleep shop, if that door's not swinging, you need an advertising coach. And no, your local newspaper rep and your Google AdWords rep, they are not coaches. I am talking someone that you pay money to give you expert advice not some uh, salesperson who's uh, you know, got commission breath and going to do what's good for his or her pocketbook and not for your pocketbook. But if your door's not swinging, you need to hire an expert in marketing and advertising. If your problem is with display or merchandising, then you need to hire somebody for that. If your problem is with sales training, maybe you were a great salesperson most of my business owners, you were the best salesperson ever. And that's how you accumulated your money. And that's how you ended opening up your own store. But guess what? Over the years, you've got pulled a hundred different directions. You are not the salesperson you were. You need to hire somebody who focuses just on sales, on sales and service. What kind of experience are you delivering to your customer? Hire somebody who's an expert on that. And if you don't know where to start, call Jeff Janakovo at Gardner's Mattress and more. Call, call uh, Scott Vaughn at Happy Z's. These are guys that are absolutely just killing it. They're, and if they can't help you, they will point you in the right direction. Um, you should outgrow your coaches at some point. They, it should not be a lifetime appointment. You should feel free to change them. When your needs change, um, you know, I've had multiple different coaches at different times and they were so important to my evolution, Nikki. Um, you know, I've had guys that just kicked me in the fanny. I had other guys that propped me up and supported me when I wasn't feeling especially great about myself. It's all important. It's all important. And you need different people at different times to take you to a new level. And if you're looking to go to the next level and you're looking to be successful, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the most important thing you'll ever do is hire a coach. Get in a good mastermind. Get in a mastermind uh, for the thing that you need the most that could be marketing and advertising. It could be thought leadership. And if it is, call my friend, Nikki, right here. Um, Amen, man. It, if it, uh, you know, it, 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 there are local masterminds where there are business owners from all over your local area. You should be in that and you should, you should, uh, 
learn how to cross promote between your stores, between your businesses. And this is what you're going to learn. At the end of the day, after you've been through hours and hours and hours of multiple masterminds with different mastermind thought leaders, you're going to find out that all businesses have the same darn problems. They do. They do. How we solve them is different in different cases. And sometimes we need to take it an idea and modify it. But you're going to be amazed at what you learn and how much you grow. And Nikki, I've eaten into your last 10 minutes and I apologize for that. Um, give us your thoughts on anything that we didn't finish. And please feel free to promote anything you want to promote, my friend. So look, I uh, just dropped in the chat um, the the uh, Eventbrite link to register for this. It's free, so you don't have to pay anything. But we want to know who's coming. We want to be able to keep track of all that. So I just want to say this, guys. Um, you, you may have never written a book. You may have written a book like Pete has. And you may be thinking, man, I could use another book to help me uh, get get business in a different way. Maybe my first book was great, but now I want to refine my message. And I'm telling you right now, refining your message, getting it right, getting it nailed, and then putting it in the book in a way that it speaks to the problems, the issues that the customers that you sell to have and that you know you can solve, that can be powerful. If you've got a book right now that's just your company origin story. That's good for all your employees to have. That could be cool. And I'm telling you, you're going to have the first draft of this done and we're going to show you what to do. You should jump all over this. Like if you're in Pete Primo's coaching community, I'm telling you, Pete, you're going to join us. Get everybody to come join us and say, you're going to do this. This is great. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is if you're curious about Hey man, Nikki, thought leadership. You know, I never thought about it, but maybe right now I should be thinking about it. I want to like find out how I can apply this to like help me scale my company, you know, 10x faster than I'm scaling it now. Then let's go to my uh calendar right now. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna drop this in the chat as well, just make it easy for you guys, for the great Chris, and then jump on to an appointment with me and the calendar link is ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Let me just make sure I spelled everything correctly. Yep, I did. ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. There's a button there in the top right-hand corner and right in the middle of the page, it says schedule a success call. It's a free call. Free call. Get on my calendar. Tell me you listen to me on Pete's show. Jump on the call. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how thought leadership can help you add a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million, ten million dollars to your business. And I only got into the book aspect of how thought leadership can help you today, but thought leadership is far more nuanced than that. And it's far richer and it can do far more for you than that. A great podcast like Pete has is another great way to amplify your thought leadership. Another thing is to be a guest on shows like I'm being a guest on Pete's show right now. This is good for my brand. All the shows that I've been on, like Pete watched a couple of them. That's why he said, yo, I like this Nikki Baloo chat. Let me bring him on my show, right? And that's the power of it. But also you go on shows, you get to build relationships with hosts. Pete and I now, we're, we're paisanos, we're buddies, right? Because we've gotten to know each other. You do business with people you know, like, and trust. You build relationships with people when you go on their shows. Pete and I are friends. I'm going to talk to him about this book I'm writing on sleep. I'm going to talk to him about thought leadership and say, hey, Pete, you coach people. Let's talk about this for you. This can make some good sense for you to look into more deeply, man. And like, I love Pete. He's, he's my kind of guy. We see things the same way. We're both freedom lovers. We're both committed Christians. We're both lovers of entrepreneurs. We're into sleep. Both of us clearly, man, there's what's there not to like? So this is how business gets done, guys. This is the power of coming on someone's show as a guest. And the book, getting on social media with a good message. You don't want to be some influencer, some business influencer, doing the metaphorical equivalent of showing your abs as an Instagram influencer. No, don't say stupid stuff on Instagram like, 
work harder and do an extra rep. I mean, everybody knows that crap. You're going to go on social media, add real value, give something that's going to inspire somebody. Do a video about, hey, like me, how you lost 50 pounds in, in six months. Or do another video on how going out with your sons on hunting trips got them to stop doing weed and got them to be closer to their family. Guys, this is what I'm talking about. you got to take advantage of this. So come to the workshop, get on my calendar. That's what Nikki B has to say to you. And let me get to know you. What kind of books do you like to read? So let me tell you some books I'm reading right now, man. I'm reading, um, I'm rereading actually a lot of Steve Pressfield's books. Steve Pressfield is the guy who wrote The War of Art. He wrote also uh, fiction books like The Legend of Barrio Rance. This is one of his books I'm reading now called The Warrior Ethos. It's required reading by the Marine Corps Commandant for officers in the Marine Corps. It's really, really cool stuff. I'm reading Nick Petrie. Nick Petrie is a writer of fiction. He writes really great books about a uh, an army vet by the name of Peter Ash. Actually, a Marine Corps vet by the name of Peter Ash. His books are a ton of fun. I read my Bible every day. I'm reading Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power. Those are some really cool books. Man, you guys ought to read those books. Those are great books. Those are amazing books. And you ever been on, on, uh, on goodreads.com, Pete? You ever checked that out? Yeah, it's on Facebook, right? Go to goodreads.com right now and pull it up and see if you can kind of like, um, Show me, Nikki Ballou is one of the, the folks there. Cause then you can see on Goodreads, you can keep, have, you can enter a reading challenge every year and say, I'll read 10 books this year, 20, 50, 100. You can share your read books with your friends on Goodreads. It's like social media for book lovers, man. And they'll give you suggestions of other books to read. So, you know, I think all that is super, super cool. Yeah, this is Goodreads. There you go. Oh, yeah, and you're, you're seeing the books that I've written. That's cool. Hey, it's showing my books that I've written. How cool is that? There you go, bro. That's very cool. Right. But you can also go in there and like create your own reading challenge. You know, you can get connected to, uh, to that sort of thing there. So away we go. Away we go. Nikki, thank you for bringing the fire today. Your passion is contagious. Your story is compelling. Your advice is solid. Uh, it was just an absolute joy to have you on and stay on. Uh, we'll be in the green room for a little bit and let's talk some more and let's, uh, let's get going. And listen, uh, this Zoom call on August 30th, be there or be square. Scott Vaughn, I know you'll be there, brother. Um, who else is going to join me? Anybody else that joins me? You never know. There might be some special. Let's get Jeff on, Let's get Jeff on there, man. I love Jeff and his buddy, Matt. Yeah, Roda. I love Jeff I too, Matt man. Roda. Those are good dudes, man. Yeah. Matt Rhoda and Clay. I love those guys. Great guys. Awesome. Yeah. Nikki, such a pleasure to have you on. And, uh, guys go out there, sell a million and turn the negatives off, put the positives on, watch this again. I'm telling you, you've got to be around people with good energy, positive ideas, and you have to focus on your customer. If you focus on your customer and giving them the best possible experience, you're going to make it through whatever the heck we're in. I'm seeing a little bit of signs of hope. I'm seeing some some uh, retailers go out there and have some success, additional success that I thought we weren't going to see this year. So make sure that you guys go to ecircle.com slash appointment, hook up with Nikki and be there on August 30th uh, to learn more from Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. I appreciate you so much. God bless you. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Take care.